welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Cherie L. Prince. She is an attorney and asset protection coach who teaches entrepreneurs how to merge their business plan with their estate plan to create a moat around their assets. So a protection moat all around those assets. For over a decade, she has taught, led, and counseled entrepreneurs at every phase of their business. Cherie has the keen ability to deliver uncommonly original and useful tools in a dynamic and engaging way. She brings to your audience experience in asset protection, estate planning, and also business planning. Welcome to the show, Cherie. Thank you so much for having me. Always great to chat with you. We know each other outside of just meeting today for this podcast. We are friends. I know you, your business, everything you do for clients. You're an amazing resource. And I love having you on the show because there's so many aspects of what you do that I think are very helpful to business and owners, not just when they start out, but also way down the line. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up where you are today in this world of law and asset protection and, and how you got here. Definitely. There are so many peaks and valleys to the journey because it was definitely not a straight line. After undergrad, I got a psychology degree, never actually had a job with psychology, but I opened a couple of businesses and my very first business was not successful. It was actually a flop for a lot of reasons. And fast forward, I was able to turn that around and opened up two mortgage brokerages. And we were like rocking and rolling for a number of years until 07, 08 hit and we had the big mortgage crisis. So at that point, I really had to pivot. And it was during that time in 08, I decided to go to law school. And my focus primarily was working with entrepreneurs and looking at how they can protect their assets because I literally, at that time, I went from being a successful mortgage broker and just trips. I had rental properties, things like that, to losing everything and having to start over as a student and as a professional. And so that really shaped the rest of my journey. It was a setback, but I also think that it was a setup and really put me in a better position to be able to work with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and just people who have a desire to be in business and to do it the right way. And I love this concept of a moat around their assets because a moat, clearly the imagery is castle with yes. water around it. And I think of a drawbridge and Maybe this says something about me, but when I picture the moat, there's like little piranhas or something in it. It's very protective. I love that. Tell us about how you do this. What is it you do for clients to help them build this hypothetical or this imaginary moat? So we start with making sure that you really have a solid understanding of personal finance. And once we establish that, we go in and I have some a system called the three eyes where we identify your assets, we inventory your assets, and then we improve the classification of your assets. And what that does is 
it bifurcates your personal assets from your business assets. Because what happens when you're using personal assets in your business? You open yourself up to claims from creditors and people that can actually go in and make a claim against you individually. Once we just really break down your personal stuff from your business, that's when we can go in and start looking at your legal structures, your insurance, and also talking about your team. Because people think that even as a solopreneur, you're really not doing it alone. There are certain professionals that you're already working with who are part of your asset protection team. I just come in and show you how to get those people together working for you. So what's, give us a common case study. Like who, who are your typical clients who come in and get your help and how are you able to transform how they look at business and how they protect their business? Great question. Normally, most of my clients are people that have not reached the 5 million mark in annual revenue and who may not have standard operating procedures or KPIs, key performance indicators, or just a system for evaluating where they are. These are solopreneurs who may be great at building widgets. They may be the best widget buildings in their region, but they have not dialed in the business aspect. And in addition to not dialing in the business aspect, they have not taken steps to protect their family in the event of their death or in the event that they're incapacitated. So I come in and show you how to do all of those things. And part of asset protection is also legacy planning and succession, business succession. So that's how I start working with you. And I act as the quarterback for your asset protection team. Now, when I say team, these are people, like I said, that you're already working with. If you're in business, you should have an insurance agent that you're paying premiums to for something. And so we get that person at the table. If you have a banking account, which we all do, your banker. If you have a financial advisor, and hopefully you have an attorney that if that attorney is not on retainer, at least you have a relationship with an attorney. And I show you how to make those people work together for you. And at least once a year, treat it like a wellness visit, a plan on how they all communicate to drive your business goals further. And being an attorney, a lot of people, when they think attorney, they picture someone who is extremely busy, probably sitting in a courtroom presenting an opening statement or because we watch TV. So a lot of people watch TV and they're like, okay, lawyers are Tom Cruise and a few good men sitting, shouting. But lawyers don't all have frenetic, crazy, harried lives. There's different ways to do law. So on that spectrum of lifestyle lawyer versus overworked lawyer, where does someone who works in asset protection like you fit in? I honestly am constantly trying to find, I'm not even going to say a balance, harmony, because there are weeks that I'm doing, you know, 50 to 60 hours a week, literally. I still have an active law practice that's separate from my asset protection coaching. And so I'm constantly trying to find the harmony with what I'm doing to work with clients and then checking in with family because time freedom and family time are so important to me. So I haven't figured that completely out. It's one of those things that's evolving. And so I try to use tools that automate in my business. I try to give tools like calendar apps, project management apps. One thing that I use that really helps me a lot is Asana is a project management tool and I have different integrations with that. It goes, it integrates with my Google Calendar, my Google Drive, Kajabi and other things that I use in my business. 
So I am at the point now to where I'm able to cut back a little bit using those automations and the tools to make my life a little bit more productive. That's amazing. Any other tools or techniques or software that you're into these days? Because I think we're always looking for things to make our days more optimized. Oh, yeah. Now, for those of you who may be low tech, you can never underestimate a good Google Sheet or Excel spreadsheet because some of the tools that I may use, I have a lot of subscriptions. One subscription that I use that really integrates things across the board, there is an app called Zapier. So for a lot of my calendars and paid subscriptions, Zapier kind of makes everything talk. I also have a podcast. So instead of actually going in and having to manually do a lot of the invitations and setting up meetings and times and sending reminders, I use Zapier to connect my podcast app, my editing app. I use it to schedule the times for the podcast. I use Calendly to schedule client appointments. And it is so great because you can actually put buffers between appointments. You can block times. And they even have a feature now where they can actually go in and block all federal holidays if you'd like to, just to make sure that you don't book times like that. So those, I would say Zapier and Calendly and Asana are like my top three things to make me be a lot more efficient. Amazing. So what about your podcast? Tell us a little bit about what the podcast is like, what kind of shows what theme it is. And because people listening here obviously enjoy podcasts. So you may find yourself a few more listeners. So you guys can't see me, but I'm absolutely blushing because I have fallen in love with podcasting. The podcast itself is going on a second year. And we really, the goal of the podcast is to give actionable advice to entrepreneurs. So each time you listen to an episode, I'm hoping that you walk away with a tip that you can use immediately in your business. Now, while I'll do just asset protection, that's not the focus of the podcast. We have people on there that help you with every phase of your business. We have a lot of marketing professionals on there, mindset coaches, high performance coaches, attorneys. We do have financial advisors and insurance agents as well. It's not just asset protection because I really want to touch the full person. If I just gave you information about finances all the time, that'll be great. But what about ways to help you cope with finding that same harmony that I'm looking for? So I wanted to create a space for entrepreneurs that was something that I could also use to help me. So I'm trying to get the best guests to come on and give you all their secret sauce. And so for about 20 to 25 minutes, two to three times a week, it's an interview podcast. We have an expert that comes on and they just share all sorts of nuggets and hopefully you walk away with something you can use in your business that day. And where to find the podcast and the name? Oh, yes. The Play Big Faster podcast. And you can really get it wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. It's on all the major platforms. Play. I love it. I love it. It's playing big. I just love the theme. And I happen to be a fan of your podcast myself. So I highly encourage everyone to go and check it out for sure. Another thing I wanted to touch on is What is it that you do for fun and hobbies and what do you do to relax? So I'm going to share this with you. I do this and it's not really to relax, but I enjoy doing it, but I'm terrible at it. I love to play basketball. 
I have a teenage son and this is like the most exercise that I get in a week. He loves to challenge me to basketball games. Now, of course, I'm not as young as I used to be, but I just love the energy that I get from it. And it reminds me of being on the basketball team in middle school, but it just makes me joyful. So basketball is my big thing that I like to do for fun. I think we all need something like that. Just an outlet, something that's just pure kind of fun, makes you feel like a kid again. I love that. I, I'm picturing you on the court. And I think that is just great, especially when it's something you can share with your child, right? Any yes. hobby that we can share with a loved one, it's like double duty because we're having fun. It's a hobby. It's something, it's a pastime. But then at the same time, it's family time. We're bonding. We're creating memories, all that good stuff. So I, I love that story so much. Yeah. And he talks so much trash because of course I'm 40 plus. And of course I'm not as fast as a 16 year old. And he just loves to, he doesn't show me any mercy. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good time. That's a good time. So why do you think a lot of entrepreneurs ignore the estate planning and succession planning for their business? I think it is psychological. I'm just very curious because you work with so many different business owners, your thoughts on that. Why do so many people have their head in the sand? Let's be honest, it's just not a sexy conversation. When you think about all the conversations you can have related to your business and your personal finances, this probably rates very far down the ladder if you have not been trained to think about it. So what I try to do is I share with entrepreneurs the concept of the cost of inaction. A lot of people think that I can take care of it later. It's not important and it's not costing them anything. But let's look at it like this. Let's say that today the gross revenue for your business is $100,000. But if you implement some of these asset protection techniques, now the goal is not to increase your income, but a result of doing this, you actually can generate more funds for your business and also save more money. So if you implement some of these strategies and work with the team before you were making $100,000 per year, now you're making $500,000 per year. So that difference is 400,000. That is the cost. That's what you know, you're losing by not addressing some of these things because now you have shrinkage in your business. You may have more claims, more turnover because what? You don't have KPIs. You don't have standard operating procedures and you may have increased claims. So money is going out the window and that's the cost of inaction. Is it's so true to keep all these things in mind. For in your experience, what's something that you can tell listeners to inspire them to whatever their next big decision and thing is? All of us have a soapbox of some kind, right? Like me, you get me talking about real estate, I will probably talk your ear off. Uh, I try to be cognizant of that. If I sit next to a stranger on an airplane, I definitely don't want to talk their ear off. So I'm aware that I'm big on investing and passive income, and that's my area. And then for you, when someone gets you chatting and you just can't stop talking about something because it's so important to you and it's that topic that you just love to talk about, what would that be for entrepreneurs? Generally, just to play big faster, no matter what industry that you're in, your career, do it bigger and better. And how do you do that? You do that through self-improvement and you do that through creating processes and inside of your business and inside of your personal life as well, having routines. And that's just in every single thing that you do, because as you grow in one area, it's going to seep over to other areas in your life and you just become better. And that's why I named my podcast Play Big Faster, because I just believe you need to do that in every area of your life. 
shoot for the moon. And if you don't make it, you're still amongst the stars. I love it. Cherie, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and encouraging all of us to rethink our moat. <laughs> we should all have a moat. I don't know if it has yes. a in it or whatever, but we should all definitely think of ourselves as an, a business, an entity. Even as people, as individuals, we do need to think about protecting not just ourselves, but also our families, our legacy, everything that we would leave behind one day. I, I wish I could say some of us live forever. None of us live forever. And that's something we have to think about. Even if it's in the far future, it's something to keep in mind and plan for. So thank you for being a guest on the show today. As always, it's great to chat with you. You're not just a really great expert, but you're also just a really great person. Thank you so much. And look, I am really just a mirror of who you are. So remember that. And then for anyone that wants to follow up with you and contact you either about your coaching services, your legal services, or even just to follow up and check out that podcast, what is the best place for people to go to connect with you online? So if you go to LinkedIn, I'm at Cherie Speaks on LinkedIn. If you have a question, you can just connect with me there. But I also have a free live masterclass that I do once a month. And you can find that at CheriePrince.com. Cherie, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much and can't wait to connect with you again soon. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave a review on iTunes, I promise I will read every single review. If you know someone who makes a full-time living from part-time work, and maybe this is you, please visit lifestylesolopreneur.com to nominate a guest or to nominate yourself. Because remember this, money doesn't buy happiness. But money in the hands of a happy person, there is no greater tool. Today's episode was brought to you by the Get Shift Done program. It's a lifestyle changing online class to help you define your business and lifestyle ambitions and to set goals in a way you've never experienced before. This class will 10x your daily productivity with methods that will blow your mind. And if you use the coupon code podcast, the class tuition is 99% off. Visit GetShiftDone.com to enroll today.